First thing I suppose is to say thanks for coming back. It's been a, a couple of weeks, and um, I've been—I suppose I took a couple of weeks off. Took a little bit of a little bit of a break. Took the kids away uh, for a bit of a trip, and uh, just getting down, getting back to work in the uh, in the shop uh, during the school holidays. Um, getting some orders done for some customers and uh trying to organize things a little bit and um there's a few things have happened on the um during the week on social media and a couple of things that that kind of got raised and a few questions that got raised and things like that which i thought i'd discuss today um we've got some interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks which is going to be cool uh but as i said i i, I don't want every podcast i suppose to be about you know to be interviews as such because I think the idea was always that I wanted to mix uh, doing interviews with kind of shop talk and and uh, and and that's why talking with Mark uh, when we get the opportunity to every now and again uh, Mark from MRWS it's always he's always a great go-to guy um, today you got me I'm uh, not for any other reason other than there were just a couple of things that I wanted to have a chat about I suppose um, for the podcast. Um, the first thing came up. There was a, a message on that came up in one of the uh, in one of the Facebook groups, and someone was talking about. And I won't name names or anything like that. And it's all it's all fine. Um, someone was discussing saws and having a talk about fret saws. And um, I suppose one of the things I wanted to talk about was the different saws that that I've got. S A W S, not S O R E S, of course. Um, the different saws that, that, that I use in the shop. Um, I'll probably pop up a picture or something like that. I mean, I, I don't have a, a huge range of specialty gear as such, but I definitely have um, accumulated a, a decent amount of um, decent amount of tools over the last few years now you can hear me I'm pottering all right so I'm kind of I'm, I'm in my shop at the moment and I'm kind of walking around and and uh getting a few bits and pieces and I'm putting I've just got a, an order from uh order in from Mark uh for some nice abalone pieces and some um uh some pots uh some I'm finding I'm using a lot of um the long thread pots. Anyway, I digress. We have a range of different tools here, like saws here. And I suppose when I first started out, I basically had just a, a, a long a long wood saw um, and a hacksaw. And 
it's amazing how many tools, how many saws you've got to do different jobs. Um, it's it's really quite amazing when you when you look at all of these different look at all these different tools that you have to do a job, and um, I mean they're all designed basically to cut wood or to cut um, to cut materials, different types of materials, and. Um, they all have a specific job, and one of the things that came up in the uh, in that post I was talking about was that sometimes, sometimes if you don't have the right tool, life gets very difficult. Now, having said that, cigar box guitar building, it, it's it's an art. It's it's a kind of a, it's a cottage art. You know, it's um. I mean, I obviously want to get want it to get bigger than it is here. I don't want it to be a cottage industry. I actually want to do something really big with this. You know, I've got my ideas of what I want to do. But for the odd person who is doing this as a hobby, um, it, the idea is there's no rules and there, you know, what am I trying to say? I think sometimes we make life difficult for ourselves in the name of doing things artistically or I don't know. It's, it's, I kind of, this should be a video podcast, I suppose. Um, the, the, the problem is if you say sometimes, if you say to somebody, you know, you got to get a specific tool to do the job. Well, you know, they go, oh, well, I build cigar box guitars and, and you know, and I, I should be, you know, you should only use uh, a pull saw, you know, a, a $5 pull saw that you get from Bunnings or from Lowe's in America or from wherever. And why? Why? It, it makes life difficult. Why make life difficult for yourself? I don't. I don't understand that. You know. You're not. I mean, we build cigar box guitars, or we build. You know, guitars. I don't know. There might be some people who actually who build standard guitars, or who listen to this podcast. I'm not sure. But you know, we build guitars. We're not saving lives. You know, we're not. Why be a martyr? You know. Use use the particular tool to get the job done. Um, now I'm not being insensitive because let's be honest sometimes it comes down to, to bucks sometimes it comes down to dollars fair enough when I first started out I had uh, a hacksaw and I had uh, a coping saw and that's how I cut my frets you know um, that is that is how I cut the original you know cut the frets on the first guitar that you know that I ever had or the, that I ever built you know and I've got it out here I've got it here, right? Jesus, it's a heavy piece of wood, you know. And look, I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, the guitar now. And wow, you know, I'm looking at. I mean, my skill level obviously has increased in in the time that I've been that I've been building guitars. Um, you know, and I'll, I'm just going to say guitars because I build cigar box guitars and I build normal guitars as well. So standard, whether they're four strings or six strings, I you know I I, I build guitars. Um, 
But when I compare, I've got two here side by side, and it's not just my personal skill set that has that has improved. It's like when I look at when I look at the fretting on 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 the first guitar that I built. Um, I'm still I'm I'm still pretty happy. I got to be honest with you. I'm still I'm really I still love this 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 guitar, and I do want to. Um, even though the truss rod's not exactly straight up the neck, you know, it's uh, it it's a it is a piece of art that you know that I'm very 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 proud of. But if I had, I think if I had the tools that I've got now, I would have found the process probably to be more enjoyable. Um, I don't know whether. I would have found it as rewarding because the the guitar took me a year to build. You know, it took a year, all right? But that was me learning and me doing it from a book and looking on the internet. That was about, was that five years ago or something like that, you know? And I really honed my skills on this guitar and I made enormous mistakes, enormous mistakes, but I do think that I do think that life would have been easier if I had um, if I had the tools that I've got now. Um, when I first started, as I said, I used a coping saw to to cut the fret slots. So I'm looking at the fret slots at the moment, and they're quite wide. They are. They're 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 they're, they're really they're really too wide. Um, so when I first started out, I did start using the coping saw. I tried looking for, um, I tried looking at, looking at hacksaw blades. I tried trying to look for, and I would go to Bunnings or I'd go to my hardware store and I would I would look so carefully, and I would try and pick blades for the hacksaw that that barely had any width at all on them. You know, just just because a lot of hacksaws have got that that wave through the teeth. Um, and that, of course, increases the width of the fret slot. And um, I'm looking at the fret slots on this on this guitar, and I'm looking at the fret slots on the guitar that I've done with a dedicated fret saw. And hello, it's um, it's a big difference. It's a big difference. Um, and I bought the hacksaw blades, you know, and I bought. Um, I thought. Okay, I want to upgrade, and I thought to myself, if I'm going to upgrade, okay, I've seen it on, you know, on, on the internet and on YouTube and stuff, and people use Japanese pull saws. Okay, so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to get a Japanese pull saw. So I got myself a Japanese pull saw, and it's made in Japan, it's called Hosko, and um, I think I got this off, I did, I'm sure I got it off eBay. Um, and it's it's a lovely saw, it's got a lovely balance. Um... And I remember being super, super, super excited about um, using it for the very first time. And um, and it's very sharp, and it works the way you would expect. It doesn't work when you push. As the word says, it's pull. So when you pull the saw towards you, that's where you get the cut. All right, groovy. So I went and I bought one of those. And the very first thing that, that happened when I used this pull saw was that... 
uh, it definitely cut into the cut into the timber really really nicely um, however when I started hammering in the frets and I wasn't using heavy frets I wasn't using thick frets um, or you know I was using medium medium frets I bought medium fret wire and I hammered them in and I hammered and I hammered and I hammered and I hammered and it wouldn't sit. They wouldn't go in. Um, and I'd done a couple up until then and I, I'd done some with the, um, with, obviously with the, with not the hacksaw, but with the, um, oh, the other little saw. Oh. My dog's running around, so he's confusing me now. <laughs> yeah, so so the problem was that the Japanese pull saw is a very, 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 very thin blade, and it has a very specific job to do very thin, very fine, very accurate cuts. Um, and they're too thin for fret wire. Um, the timber that I was hammering into as well wasn't uh, a, a super... Uh, super heavy duty timber it was a medium density um, very easy to hammer into if I was to use the, the proper tools now um, but the simple fact of the matter is that the saw that I used to do that job was the incorrect saw it was the wrong saw and I stopped fretting guitars probably for about three or four months after that because quite frankly i had the shits i didn't want to do anymore i didn't i just simply did not want to fret any more guitars if i looked at any more i was just having such a miserable horrible time cutting these ridiculous fret slots with the wrong sort was awful so i bit the bullet and i went and i went onto ebay and i think it cost about cost about 70 odd dollars and I bought myself a fret saw. And the one, when I got it, it's made in Sheffield, England. It cost about $80. There's a, a similar one, if not the same one, on eBay at the moment. Um, for about the same price. So they haven't gone up in price. And probably the most... There's, there's two things that distinguish this as an excellent saw for cutting frets. Apart from the fact it's called a fret saw. And it's designed to cut frets. The reason it's good is because it has... Firstly, it's a pull saw as well. So just like a Japanese pull saw, it works when you pull the saw towards you. That's when you get the cut. That's when it rips through the timber. So you have a lot of control. The second thing that's very important about this saw is that it is the correct width. So the saw is actually the correct width. It is designed to cut frets. It is designed to cut a channel into a timber surface or a channel into whichever surface you're going to use, because, you know, whether you're going to use a um, a, a synthetic, uh, because there's rich light and all sorts of things out there, which I'm very interested in using, by the way. If anyone's got some experience with rich light, I'd love to hear from you. Um, so it has that width, the optimal width. And the other thing that's super important about it 
it has a depth stop. Now, some of the ones that you find online or some of the ones that you find um, on eBay um, don't have a depth stop. My strong suggestion for you is make life easy for yourself. Get one with a depth stop. Depth stop. And you can change the height. So depending, if you're using fine frets and they don't have a super long tang, you don't have to have it very... You can, you can set it so that it's just right. That way you don't end up with... a a narrow uh, a shallow channel and then you don't end up with you know because you can't hammer into a sh- hammer frets into a shallow uh, channel they won't seat properly and you'll end up with frets that are too high and then when you go to you'll find that when you go to um, level your frets they'll just be all over the place they'll be thick on one half uh, thin on the other it, it's just make life easy for yourself get the correct tools when you can, um, you know, it's, I'm not having a go against people who, um, don't have the tools yet, all right, I'm just saying that if you've got the opportunity to go and do it, don't hunt around looking for, looking for things, cheaper things to be a solution to a problem, if those buying those cheaper things in the long run is going to end up being more expensive, and I'm going to tell you that for, for a fact, um, one of the comments that came from um, uh, 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 Chicken Bone John on this particular thread was, don't waste the money. Now, he was trying to sell his own <laughs> frets, or, and God bless him, and go for it. Um, Chicken Bone John's great. He's over in the UK, so go and check him out. Go and look him up, okay? Um, but he made a really valid point. You know, don't make life difficult for yourself. Go and get the correct tool to do the correct job. And a fret saw is designed to do that job. Okay. Um, If you don't have a fret saw, uh, or you're in the process of saving up for one, or you are only going to build one or two guitars, and that's it. Because I have to be careful with what I'm saying here, because... For me, this is a career choice. For me, this is something that I am doing because I absolutely love building guitars and I will not stop. So, but for somebody else who's just just getting into it, feeling the water, kind of, you know, why invest in, I understand why invest in hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of tools if you're... Um, you know, if you're not going to go ahead with it, if you're not going to continue on uh, building guitars. So for those people, probably, if I bring out all the saws that I've got and the ones that I started with, probably the one, probably the saw that I had the most amount of success with, apart from the fret saw, would have been a cope. It would have been the coping saw. You've got to keep the tension quite strong with the coping saw because they tend to have a little bit of bend in them. But you can get them You can get them at a nice width. They're a little bit wider than a Japanese pull saw. Please 
uh, and this is from my experience that if if other people are out there and you're you've used a Japanese pull saw and they work beautifully for you and you've you know you've you've figured out how to use them for yourself then then God bless you go for it okay I'm not saying that you're wrong please understand that I'm not um, I'm not saying that what I'm saying is gospel it's certainly not but I'm saying from my point of view um, the only other saw that I would use uh, in a in a pinch to you know if I was on a budget uh, or if I didn't want to do the big investment to start with and buy a fret saw uh, I would certainly use a coping saw over the Japanese pull saw um, there's an Irwin a brand called Irwin here in Australia um, the Bunnings have and there's a small pull saw and it's very flexible it's got a plastic handle on it and you can actually remove the blade um, it's got a little plastic safety safety guide on it which you can remove um, I love these little saws but not for fretting because they're, they're too thick um, this don't please don't use those the, the the channels are the channels end up being way way too thick and the other problem is they're very they're very 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 flexible um, so the chances of you end, ending up with curved fret slots is quite high. Um, the fret saw is designed, it's quite firm. The steel, it's stainless steel, it is quite, uh, quite firm. It has a brass clasp at the top, um, which basically connects into the handle. So it's quite rigid. It's very rigid. Um, mine, I've used it to do hundreds, hundreds of guitars, and it's still going strong. Um, and also, the fret guide helps, uh, which is made out of a very strong perspex, also helps to um, also helps to keep it uh, keep it very straight. So, probably one of the tools that I'm most proud of in my arsenal of arsenal of tools is my Sheffield Fretzel, um, you know, and for me, it was definitely, definitely, definitely worth, uh, worth the investment. Now, here's another option for you. If you are getting into building guitars and you're not sure, go ahead and buy the Fretzel anyway, if you can, because I guarantee if, you, if you've had enough and you think, you know what, A, I'm not going to do any more fretting, I prefer fretless guitars, then excellent, fine. B, if you say to yourself, look, you know what, I, I've built my guitar, I'm happy with it, I don't need the saw anymore, put it on eBay, because people will snap it up. You might lose $10 overall, but you'll sell it in, you'll sell it in a couple of days, I guarantee it, it'll, it'll fly out. So I, I don't think you'll lose much or any money on it at all. If it's in perfect condition, you can probably charge next to retail anyway. Um, you know, it's... It is an investment at $80, but it's definitely, in my opinion, it is most definitely, definitely worth it. Let's move on to the Japanese pull saw. Um, I don't have a huge... I, the other the other thing that happened was I went for the pull saw and I thought I'll use the pull saw also to cut open the... Uh, to cut the holes in the cigar boxes. Um, one of the things that I find is because the Japanese pull saw has such a fine cut on it, um, 
it can grab on the timber uh, of the box or it can grab on the MDF or the cardboard or whatever it is. And it can be slightly difficult to... Uh, I end up exerting a lot of force on the saw when I use the Japanese pull saw to cut the neck holes in the boxes. And there's two problems with that. The first problem with cutting the hole in the box and exerting a lot of force on the saw, there's two things that'll happen. One, you'll, you could break the box. The other thing that can happen is that you're more in danger of actually having an accident. So the idea is never force your tools. Um, the tools should never be forced. If they're doing the job properly, it should be relatively, they should be doing the job relatively easily. You should not need to exert uh, a huge amount of force or pressure on a tool to get that job done. Um, so safety first, always make sure that you never, it's like cutting with a blunt knife. You know, if, you, if you're cutting an apple with a blunt knife, you, you probably got more of a chance of hurting yourself than if you were cutting an apple with a, with a, um, with a sharp, you know, with a sharp knife. So the Japanese pulsar, I find, I find them actually really good for cutting cross grain across uh if i've done for example a fretboard and it's a little bit long and i want to do a very smooth very clean very precise cut um it's excellent for that it is absolutely brilliant for that um it, it, there's some videos on youtube uh showing japanese um woodworking and the work that they do with with the japanese pull source and it is phenomenal so go and definitely go and check that out um there's a whole range of things you can do with japanese pull source that are absolutely brilliant um that is that is the thing the thing that i find is when you're cutting the boxes with the japanese pull saw the box flexes and it grabs on the saw blade um and that is the problem that i've found with these particular uh, saws my life has been made uh, 110% easier um, getting the little Irwin pull saw from Bunnings, which cost me, I think, about $15. Uh, the Japanese pull saw costs... How much did that cost me? I think about 30 I think it cost about $30. Um, needs a bit of a clean-up. I'm starting to get a little bit of rust on it, actually. Which may be one of the reasons why it's grabbing. Um, but this little pull saw is wonderful. Um, I don't have to exert any pressure on it. It is, it, it is razor sharp. Um, and the only thing I've got to be careful of is that I, I'm, I, I'm careful that the outs, that I'm cutting on the inside edge of the line. Because if I'm cutting on the line or near the outside edge of it, you, I might end up with a, um, uh, a hole to take the neck which is a little bit big and we don't want that so Japanese pull saws my little Irwin pull saw which is a bit thicker um, obviously then the hacksaw uh, a hacksaw I'm doing quite a bit of work with aluminium at the moment so I think if you're going to uh, whether or not you're going to make uh, control plates uh, or um, string retainers anything to do with aluminium um your hacksaw is definitely uh a go in the shop most definitely um 
I pretty much the only thing I use the hacksaw for really is for aluminium, uh, for for the for the plates, uh, for jack plates, uh, for control plates, uh, for as I said for the uh, for bridge, um, for string retainers uh, on the back of the solid body guitars that I build, um, and the dog bowl resonators that I build. So the hacksaw is definitely another one of those tools that um, that that I use, uh, one of the saws that I use. Um, now another saw that I that I use so. The coping saw. Just as far as the hand tools are concerned, the coping saw now is probably one of my least used saws in the shop. Um, and the reason for that is that I now have, or I've had for a few years, um, a bandsaw. And at the moment, I've got myself a decent bandsaw now. I've got a Ryobi, one of the, you know, the green Ryobi. And um, the Ryobi bandsaw, this has been great. It's been really good. Um, I think if I was going, or when I go, not if, but hopefully when, when I get into bigger production, this saw will probably still be used for things like uh, Cigarbox guitar, um, neck shaping, things like that, headstock shaping, it's quite fine. Uh, it's got a depth of about eight centimetres, um, which isn't too bad. It's it's a good, strong saw. It cost me about $300, but you don't have to spend uh, $300 on a bandsaw because the first bandsaw that I ever bought... I bought from uh, Aldi. Now, some of our European listeners may know Aldi. I'm not sure. It's, as far as I know, it's a German company, so it's, it's European. Um, I bought my very first bandsaw from Aldi, which and it cost $99 Australian. So I don't know what that is in euros. It might be. It's probably about 15 euros. All right, it's not. I'm, just, I'm exaggerating on how bad the Aussie dollar is at the moment. But um, a bandsaw has just made life incredibly easy um it's probably i would say the bandsaw and my oscillating spindle sander are the two probably two of the most expensive items that i have um but again it's it's all been they've all been purchased all, all over time and you know the money that i make from building cigar box guitars basically goes into investing into the tools, you know, I mean, I'm not making a wage out of, out of what I do. I'm using it and I'm improving the shop any way I can um, through buying new tools, benches, uh, getting better timber, you know, buying timber. So everything that I make basically goes in, into this. So I'm, not making, I'm not making a wage from this as yet, but it's every, everything, you know, so that's just a little thing that I'm doing and that way it's not putting pressure on the family and the family's not footing the bill for for what I do you know if I don't make us if I don't make a sale I don't buy a new tool but if I do make a sale and the sale goes through then I'll use that money to invest back into the business to you know to improve it um but I started with cheap tools I did you know um and then and tools that did the job so coming back to saws um, 
the lady who was talking about getting the about what sort to use to do frets because she's been having a hard time I would probably suggest to start with I don't know what do we got it would probably be the um I can't forget the name of the saw. What's the name of the saw? Here, help me out, somebody. Um, what is it? The uh, coping saw. Sorry. Brain fart. Um, start off with the coping saw, um, in my suggestion. Um, get slightly thicker fret wire if you can. Uh, it's certainly going to make life a little bit easy for you. Make life easy for yourself. If uh, you know, It's like when you start playing guitar. You know when you send a kid off to, to play guitar for the first time and you buy them the cheapest piece of shit guitar you can get your hands on from from bloody Kmart or something like that and then you wonder why after two or three weeks the kid turns around and says I, I hate playing guitar and I hate going to lessons and I hate you well you know why it's because you've made you've basically made life bloody miserable for him or her same thing goes for us building guitars don't make life miserable for yourself Try and use the tool that's going to best get the job done. Um, that would be it at the moment. The only other thing, the only other saw that I've got, which I would strongly suggest that people think about getting themselves, is an electric miter saw. Um, I think I got mine for about... Mine's just a cheap Yazido, and it's great. It, it gets the job done. I can cut uh, next to length. I can cut them squarely. I can cut it 90 degrees, I can cut it 45 degrees, I can cut it 33 degrees if for some goddamn reason I wanted to do that. And it just makes life easy. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever gets the job done easy for you. Now, if you're using a miter saw and a miter box, that's great too. Um, you know, it's as long as it's doing the job and you're enjoying yourself and you're enjoying the process. And that's the thing. But if you're sitting there and you're cutting fret slots and you're swearing at the timber and you're swearing at the saw and you're swearing at everybody and you're going upstairs and we're going, finishing, getting out of the shop and you're miserable and you're cross, well, it's not doing the job for you. Have fun building cigar box guitars or building your guitars or building your mandolins or ukuleles or whatever it is you're building. Have fun. Enjoy yourself enjoy yourself you know that's why we that's why we're doing this i wouldn't do this if i didn't if i wasn't having fun doing it i wouldn't do it um and that's saws they're the saws that i that i use i'm just trying to think the only other saws that i would use would be the hole cutters which are technically drills and saws at the same time um but yeah get the job done use the right tool use the right saw Make life easy for yourself. Have fun. God bless you.